you know, clients tend to react emotionally to the immediate. And that can cause you a lot of trouble, a lot of pain. And it's our job to help you get through that without making an egregious mistake. Welcome to Her Wealth Matters. If you want to take control of your financial life, then listen up. Our goal is to empower women and their families to conquer any financial challenges on the road to and through retirement. It's time for Her Wealth Matters with financial planner Janine Theus. I actually had one client say, she said, I would never have thought of these things. I go, well, that's the value of an advisor. And here's your host, Walter Storholt. You know, there's that saying, Janine, that in nearly all of retail, restaurant, hospitality world, they go by that mantra of the customer is always right. We've always always heard that saying, right? Yeah, yeah. You do hear a lot, the, a lot of that in customer service type uh, businesses. Yep, exactly. But when it comes to financial planning, hmm, is the customer always right? That's the question that we're going to ask on today's show. It's probably not wise to subscribe to that idea. After all, you're hiring an advisor, a financial coach, if you will, to be your coach. And if your advice is better than your coach's advice, then why in the world are you hiring that person? So we're going to talk about some of the cases, though, some of the situations where the customer thinks they're right, but might require you, Janine, to be that source of pushback for the customer and proves the point that the customer eh, isn't necessarily always right. And we're not picking on uh, the customer, so to speak, here, but just pointing out good examples of when sometimes we may think we're right when we really aren't. And we're seeing a lot of it right now in one example, Janine, when it comes to timing the market. I'm sure you've heard from a lot of uh, you know clients or folks that have been talking to you over the last couple of weeks. You know, now's the time to get out of the market. I got to get out now. Or maybe the converse of that. I've, now's the time to get in the market. People trying to time it. I do get that occasionally, you know, or should I reallocate my portfolio? And what do you think? Should I put more cash in the market when it's down? Well, of course, everything's on sale when the market is down. So it is a matter of perspective. It's also a matter of, you know, your personal timeline and strategy. But if you're going to get out of the market, I always ask clients, well, when are you getting back in? You know, if you're going to go to complete cash, you have to be right twice. You have to guess right going down and you have to, you know, before it goes down ostensibly, and then you have to be right at getting back in the market. And all of the research shows that's very, very rarely possible to get both things right. Some people do get out before the market tanks for, you know, gut feeling, whatever, but they are deathly afraid of getting back in. And so they miss the upswing when the market decides to move upwards. So part of the advisor's job is to help you control your emotions. So we try to maintain the bigger picture because we have a look at the history of the market and we see what happens when markets are this volatile, what happens next. So we're always looking at that. You know, clients tend to react emotionally to the immediate and that can cause you a lot of trouble, a lot of pain. And it's our job to help you get through that without making an egregious mistake. Now, another example, Janine, to take it in a uh, little bit different direction would be, okay, uh, this is what I want to invest in. Do you have, ever have somebody walk in and say, this is what I want to invest in. I just need you to pick the exact funds for me. Yeah, that's pretty funny, actually, because <laughs> if, if you know what you want to invest in, where are you coming to talk to me? Unless it's, of course, for a lot of people, it's a second opinion. And so the conversation has to go back to, well, what is investing? What is the purpose for the money? What is the purpose long-term for the money? You know, if it's going to provide you an income stream, what you're trying to do is gamble. So I want to invest in this. Well, why? 
uh, well, this is a great company. Well, are you the CEO? Are you on the board? Are you making decisions with regard to the company's fundamentals? If you're not, then what is attractive about this company to you or this fund? Let me understand what you think about this fund and why you think that. So it's a great conversation that I have frequently with clients because everybody thinks they know how this works. And it's because there's a plethora of information that comes from the Wall Street media machine. And it's usually wrong. So, or it's usually inaccurate, let me put it that way. So we have to discuss what it is the person is trying to um, do with their money and get them to see that there's a bigger picture here. So the client is not always as knowledgeable as they think they are with what's actually happening in the market in terms of investing strategy. And it's our job to help them understand what the options really are. That's a great point. Understand the options. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes it comes down to pointing people in the right direction, and that's a good example of it. Um, I think also, kind of in a similar vein, you get people who walk in the door and say, you know what? Um, no, Janine, I, I don't really need to spend the money on blank. Uh, you know, they're looking for ways to save money. So maybe it's a will or a trust or life insurance, uh, getting the axe. Maybe it's disability insurance or long-term care coverage. Some of these auxiliary items that aren't really at the forefront of a financial plan, people tend to think they can kind of lop those off of the plan to, in an effort to save money. Now, typically I'll have folks come in and they'll sing the party line of the media that says you don't need life insurance in retirement. Well, my question is always, well, what are you replacing at some point? Typically people think life insurance is just to replace their income in case of an early or premature death. But a lot of times life insurance is meant to protect your assets as well. So a lot of people think they don't need to spend money on X, Y, or Z, life insurance, long-term care especially. And then I help them understand that if they don't push that risk off their balance sheet to an insurance company, this is what the options are. So you're limit, you may be limiting your options in terms of what you, what the kind of care you want later. If you're going to self-fund for air or premature death, you need to have those assets. And so then the question is, do you have those assets and what are they doing for you? And are they doing double or triple duty? So it's a bigger picture we need to look at and how these things really should be integrated and working together. Here's another great example, Janine. You know, it's fine that the returns aren't very good because the fees are at least low. Or maybe they have the opposite way of thinking. Uh, you know, this investment's doing really well, Janine, but the fees are just too high. <laughs> There's some fallacy in that logic, right? <laughs> well, and typically... If you're talking about a 401k, you don't, you're, you're going to see the expense ratios, but you don't really see all the fees and, that are in the strategy, like in the, in the mutual fund, because they're buried in you know, the taxes, the tax cost or the trading costs, and you don't see those. So yes, fees are important. Returns are also important. And then you have to look at, you know, what is the return I need to be successful? Because that's a different conversation. If you're only ever focused on fees, you're going to miss some of the broader, bigger picture of investing. So we, I, I do walk clients through that a lot because occasionally I will get that from men more than women. So that's very interesting. Women just want it to work. <laughs> men, men sometimes get very concerned about the fees, but the fees have to be relative to what is it you're doing and what are you trying to do? Because investing is not free, even if you do it yourself. 
It's interesting that you pick up on a difference in the uh, in the genders and the way that they view something like fees. Well, it's interesting. I, well, I do think that women understand that things aren't free. Sometimes men want things to be free. I don't know uh, that that's been my experience, that they don't look at that. They just want to make sure that their investments are going to work per their risk tolerance. Hmm. So yes, you don't want fees that are very high because that subtracts from return. But men are a little more fee sensitive. It's interesting to think of it that way. Yeah, that's pretty cool. All right, last example, Janine. The customer isn't always right. My accounts are down right now. I don't think this plan is working. Well, are your accounts down relative to what? Are they down relative to the Dow or the S&P 5? Um, Then we have to have a conversation of what what does it mean? What's the context in which you're making that statement? Um, Because yes, if you're, it's the same in reverse. My account's up. Okay. What are we talking about? (laughs) The plan's amazing. If we're talking about the, the plan, yeah, the plan's amazing because guess what? The market did really well, like it did last year in 2019. So everybody's like, oh, my accounts are up. Yes, the market is up. So if the market is down, then you have to look at, well, how are you allocated? Because are you down as much as the piece of the market that you're looking at or comparing to? Very important to put things in context when you start, you know, looking at your portfolios and going, why am I not getting this? Why is this happening? Well, let's look at how you're positioned. You've been listening to the Her Wealth Matters podcast. If you have any questions at all about retirement or financial planning, give Janine a call at 833-437-7526 or go online to HerWealthMatters.com. For Janine Theus, I'm Walter Storholt. We'll talk to you next time on the Her Wealth Matters podcast. The Her Wealth Matters podcast is brought to you by Theus Wealth Advisors, based in Columbia, Maryland, serving Howard County and beyond. The show is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app and never miss an episode. Just search for Her Wealth Matters to find us. You can also visit HerWealthMatters.com for subscribe links to contact Janine Theus and to learn more information about how to best prepare for your financial future. It's HerWealthMatters.com. Thanks for listening to today's show. Did you know that Janine Theus also has a radio show? Tune in to Her Wealth Matters, Sundays at 3 p.m. on AM 680 WCBM. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.